What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very delayed Hanukkah episode of Mornings with Morty. This is episode 24. We're talking about the Jewish guilt associated with white elephants. Today's episode is brought to you by Toyotathon. Happy Honda days. I don't know which one it was. It's a Toyota something. We'll figure it out during the episode. Anyway, nobody cares about this introduction. I want to get this episode out. Let's talk tachlis. If you want to know what that means, you got to listen to the episode. It's the Yiddish word of the week. We're talking about good Jews, bad Jews. That's in air quotes because whatever the fuck that means, fuck that. All right, guys episode 24 happy hanukkah merry christmas happy new year this is a super late episode but let's get into it You guys already know that's Nassim Black, N-I-S-S-I-M, with the intro music. Shout out to him. Check him out on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your music. Let's get into the episode. We're back after like another two-month hiatus, and I already want to kill Carl. It's episode 24 of Mornings with Morty, and I'm very excited to be back with him sometimes, like a little bit. What's up, Carl? He's shimmy. Do my, do my little happy dance. I'm so pumped to be back and, you know, see you. We got to see each other in person over Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah, I'm sorry, Thanksgiving. What I, I'm getting ahead of myself, everybody. Way I'm so excited. He's doing um, a shimmy like Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof. If I were a if, rich man. Oh, well, I yeah. called our mutual friend who shares a name with me, who will also call Carl on this. Carl. Last night, I kept calling him. I kept saying, you're a little bitch boy. You know, even, he, even, he didn't like it. Even my brother made that comment about you over Thanksgiving because Carl texted me. We every year we get together for a turkey ball. We play football on Thanksgiving morning. And we've talked about this. We're like, we're getting a little too old to play tackle. Some of the guys are in their thirties, having kids, whatever. And some people Carl, don't have health insurance. <laughs> one guy who just moved from the UK, Carl's brother-in-law does not have health insurance. Although I think he maybe does now, but at the time he's like, be, be gentle with me. I'm a delicate English flower. <laughs> And so the first play of the game, I just stiff arm him to the ground. Carl basically threw him to the ground before rumbling the length of the field for a touchdown because nobody can actually tackle Carl. But anyway, Carl texts me the morning of uh, Turkey Bowl and goes, what do we do if it rains? And I, I was like, I, play? Like wear a raincoat? And my brother was like, he's a little bitch boy. It was for, yeah. But it was for my brother-in-law. He was worried. But his response to you was, be better. Right. Because he was embarrassed. Yeah, I don't know. We've but played also, in the snow. We've played we play, in all but kinds. But I of feel weather. like snow's different than rain. I agree. Like, like I, I, I could spend all day in the snow just sitting out. But I don't, I don't want to spend a fuck ton of time sitting in the wet, thirty degree rain. I, to it's different sitting in the rain versus playing a sport in the rain to me. Like I like a soccer game in the rain is fun okay. to me as a goalie. Like a football game in the rain, like it's kind of fun. I agree. Like snow is different. And it's a little less awful, but I don't know for Turkey ball for a couple hours running or we're running around. At least I don't, I don't mind it. I don't run. Yeah. I just, I don't run unless I get the ball. Like it's just not all right. Whatever. It's fine. I had to run a lot though. Cause I was trying to cover my brother-in-law. He's fast as fuck. Yeah. So, but so we got to see each other. It was awesome. We hugged, we kissed. We cried. The last time we saw each other in person was uh, when I got engaged over a year ago. Yeah. Um, it was That's very crazy. nice. I didn't, we didn't get to see each other's parents, unfortunately, but maybe next year. Carl, so, you're getting married in less than a year. That's nuts. Yeah, I got to make sure I got your parents on the list. 
Oh, we're going God. over all the lists, but I have I don't know who put them. If my parents put them on their list, or if I was supposed to put them on my list, we'll cut that part. But I'm gonna make a note. You know what else you got to do, Carl? You got to get me the numbers of everyone for the bachelor party. He's given me one phone number. I'm planning his bachelor party. He's given me one phone number. I can't plan. I can't contact people. I, I'm going to have no way. You're going to get a bachelor party, a post-wedding bachelor party at this rate. The problem is I actually have to get my list to my fiance because that comes first. She's so mad at me. She's been asking me longer than you've been asking me for I, numbers. I bet. I believe it. But yeah, oh, we're just having fun, guys. It was good to see each other. I got to see Matt's brother. He tried to tackle me when the ball wasn't in play. I don't really know what happened there. I just, at one point, he was just on top of me. <laughs> that happens. Oh. Well, Carl, tell us what's up with you, man. Give us, give us a shlemiel and shlemazle moment. Anything embarrassing happened to you recently? I mean, I'm sure plenty of things, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. pick one. Um. So. I, you know, we were back home. My fiance's parents was having, they were on Friday after Thanksgiving, they were having like a brunch for their side of the family. And I was in charge of making the coffee. I like a good coffee. I don't need it like crazy strong, but I don't want it weak. Like I like a dark roast, but I don't like it like super acidic and strong, but my fiance does. So most mornings I make it pretty strong and I'm just kind of used to that. And so I was making pot after pot of coffee for some reason. I don't know why that was my job. Um, but it was and my future brother-in-law looked at me and goes you made this pretty strong huh and I was like oh 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 sorry I, di I didn't realize because I'm just like used to making it that strength now and he was like no I was like is it too strong he's like no I'll just put a bunch of milk in it it'll be fine and I wasn't sure if it was a joke there was some passive aggressiveness but in my head I was like god damn it this is her fault because I'm used to making it strong this isn't a good Shamil and Shamazel but I was embarrassed in that moment and then the next thing you know, I wasn't I wasn't aware there's supposed to also be a white elephant gift giving. And there was a $20 limit. So luckily it wasn't crazy. But my fiance and I weren't aware. So we didn't bring anything. So we had to go in the basement oh. and grab two Just, dolls, yeah. like two action figures. So, so one you, was a Pillsbury Doughboy. You just took something from the house where you were and re and gifted those as the white elephant gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one person got like a Pillsbury Doughboy doll, which she was very excited for, actually. She said she always wanted it. And the other person got, uh, it's like a four-armed action figure that has like a little thing on the back that you hit and the arms karate chop. But then, you know, my fiance's brother was kind of like, yo, what the fuck? That was my toy. <laughs> like his childhood toy? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a little peeved by that, too, I think. Yeah. I mean, he was nice about it. He was kind of kidding. But, so who who um, ended up taking it? Who got that? Was it one of his kids so, or or his no, niece no, or nephew? No, no. Weirdly enough, the same person drew both, um, because you know, like stealing and all that, and white elephants. Yeah. So. Well, that um, would have been funny if like his kids or somebody ended up with his toys. No, no, no. His kids weren't involved. They're so young. Oh, okay, it was just okay. like you know the adults. But I got a desk vacuum that made it look like on the box it was going to be like a desk Roomba. But it's not. I have to move it. <laughs> it doesn't pick up anything. And this was a hot thing. Everyone kept stealing it. And I yeah. was towards the end. And I thought it was good because everyone kept stealing it. That's, that's but, and, and it doesn't work so well? No, I tried to pawn it off immediately once I found out what it was on one of the kids. I was like, oh, this funny. is so fun. After you're done eating, you can vacuum it. <laughs> 
but really it just pushes all the stuff around. They would just be like driving like a, a car, basically a Hot Wheels car that's right. supposed to be a vacuum, and but they'd be pushing all their mess around. Immediately the parent was like, this is a fun toy to leave here. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I also, so on, on the coffee note, my, my uncle, um, when my, I guess when he first got married to my aunt, it, so it's my mom's sister, uh, and they, my mom would have them over. And my mom also makes like pretty strong, but not like crazy strong coffee. And every time they would have like a dinner party or something, he would not, my uncle would like not really drink the coffee. And my mom's like, oh, he must like it like really strong. So she kept making it every time they came over stronger and stronger and stronger. And then she found oh, out no. that like he likes his coffee, like black water, like the, the weakest coffee ever. So every time she's making it stronger and more and more aggressive. And he's probably like, this is the worst coffee I've ever had. And is um, she like pushing it on him? Like, oh, I made a new one. No, like, I don't think she was like, it? I don't know if she was like pushing it on him, but it's just like every time as we grew up and they would come over, we would laugh about it because like she kept thinking he must like it stronger and stronger and stronger. And here it's That's the complete funny. opposite. But yesterday, I'll tell you, this comes out, you know, Monday or Tuesday, this past Saturday, I did a white elephant with some friends and I, I pulled um, the gift that I picked and opened was a little at home herb garden starter kit. So it had like, I think basil and mint, and I didn't even look at all the other ones. Marijuana. And I was like, I was like, Oh, this is like pretty, yeah. That weed. It was the big one. There were like three different strains of weed in there. Well, Thank dill you. Dill is a weed. Dill, dill pickles, kosher dills who we're going to have on the podcast. We're going to talk about later in this episode, but I got this little herb garden and I was like, I'm pretty stoked about this. Cause I never end up using herbs because like I'm cooking for one, you know, I'm not making these crazy fancy things for myself. And I do blue apron. Um, the only time I would like make a mint julep if I'm doing a cocktail or like uh, a mojito or something is if I've got company over and I want to either cook a, a fancier meal or make fun cocktails for other people. So the reality is I probably wouldn't have used it a ton. Somebody stole it from me, my friend's girlfriend. And she came over and I was like devastated. And I was joking, just giving her a hard time. I was like, this was like a personal attack. This was an assault on my character that you just stole the herb garden from me because I would have used that. She also cooks a lot. It'll be fine. And what I got instead ended up being some hot sauces, some pretty good looking hot sauces. So I was okay with it. But I was giving her some really good Jewish guilt. I was like, you know, Oh. I thought I was going to bond with my grandma over this because she also grows her own herbs and uses them and all the kinds of things. So I, I thought I could like talk to grandma about this and, uh, and, you know, we'd bond over our herb gardens and she's like, Oh my God, you're killing me with this guilt. I was like, just do me a favor. Just send me a picture. Every time you cook something and you use these herbs, just send me a picture, just, you know, rub it in a little bit like, more. Like, just think of me. I, yeah, I, I hope not that as hanging out. Every seed you plant, I hope you think of me. And every time, every day that these these germinate and they grow and you're picking the leaves off of them, I hope you think about me and my grandma, okay? Just remember that with your herbs. Enjoy. It makes such it makes such a big difference. Like when it's nice out here and we have the herb garden on our balcony, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Like just really that nice. fresh oregano basil. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you fucking missed out. You should have left I, as soon as you truly, opened that. No, like truly, I think she'll get way more use out of it. Especially like if she's cooking for herself or her roommates or, you know, her boyfriend, whatever. Like, again, I'm not cooking for anybody right now. So other than bringing stuff to like the potluck white elephant brunch that we did, like I'm not making these big things. So I'll get one eventually, you know, down the road. But mm. it was pretty fun. A white elephant's pretty fun. There were some good gifts given out yesterday. Yeah, well, we did one once actually with – uh my office a couple years ago and uh 
we were doing it and this one girl had i can't remember what it was but it was like a really cool thing and i tried to steal it and i stole it and then she doesn't drink and so she went and she opened a new one and it was an electric wine opener and i was like fuck so afterwards i went and it was a 20 dollars gift card to starbucks that's what it was so afterwards i like traded with her because i was like oh i feel so bad you can't use that and of course like that wine opener broke within two weeks oh that sucks (laughs) i was gonna say that's good because i know you don't really like starbucks anyway yesterday there was uh (laughs) this was this was pretty funny too there was also an electric wine opener where like it takes the cork out and then you push the button and it it shoots the cork back into your hand so like yeah you know and it was a pretty good one and the the same girl who stole my herb garden she saw that somebody picked the wine opener. She's like, oh my God, I have that same one. It's, it's really great. And the, the f- most unintentionally savage reaction, like the guy didn't mean for this to come across as rude or, or condescending or dismissive or whatever. But she goes, oh my God, I have the same thing. It's, it's so nice. And he goes, oh, great. And that was it. Like just, oh, cool, period. Please. And then turned away. And everyone in the room was like, oh okay like it's it's like that and he's like no 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 i didn't i was just like oh that's so great i wasn't it's, trying to be rude it, no but it's dismissive in like the way yeah. he said it yeah yeah because he didn't say anything else he wasn't like oh cool i can't wait to use it it was just oh nice uh-huh. like it's not like oh great like i'm excited to try it or like thanks yeah. for letting me know it's like okay sick and then it's like cut to black not yeah. fade to black yeah cut to black it was a hard yeah it was just like oh sick and then, but then he was like, oh, no, we, he and his fiance were like, well, we don't really drink wine anyway. Someone stole that gift from them. And it was, it was fine. But like, it was just hilarious. Cause this girl, I was, I was shitting on her for stealing my herb garden. And then she got like the backhanded, like, oh, cool about the wine. Well, opener. That's a good friend for that you have. Cause they were like, you stole Matt's fucking herb garden. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel I, I was like, I hope she doesn't actually think there's animosity over this herb garden. Like I'm just, I'm just teasing, but she was, she was a good, she was a good sport about it. And it was a good time. Like, so, yeah, yeah, it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. <laughs> K. K. Yeah. That's literally, it was, it was like an in-person K. That's what it felt yeah. like. Anyway, again, it was like so unintentional, but hilarious. Can I tell you a bad joke that I also made that may or may not get cut? I don't know. Uh, I guess because you have final say on cut. Yeah, that's true. You tried to give me some input and I just didn't listen to the episodes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, But I live the episodes. (laughs) Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. So we had Thanksgiving with my sister-in-law's family and the, their grandfather was like up giving, I can't remember if I told you this at Thanksgiving or not. I don't think I did. He was like up giving this speech and he's talking about how great it is to have the, the whole family together. And somebody, yeah, that is nice. Yeah. And somebody, I don't know who, but in the middle of it shouted out like, Oh, and one in the oven talking about my sister-in-law being pregnant and her brother and I, who have equally inappropriate senses of humor, turned to each other. And because their grandfather is a Holocaust survivor, we were like, you can't make a fucking oven comment to a Holocaust survivor. Who the oh, fuck no. said we, we both we both turned to each other we're like, what oh, the fuck is this person thinking talking about an oven to a survivor? <laughs> if it makes you feel any better when you said like, I my first reaction wasn't that your sister in law is pregnant. It was that there's a bunch of Jews in a room and that the Holocaust oven. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we, I mean, obviously the person didn't mean it like that, and we both knew that in the moment, but we we just have equally fucked up sense of humor, and we were like, yeah. "Why you can't say that to this man?" No, no, cut that! Holy shit! Everyone I've told that has laughed, and so, I, but yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want this out on the podcast, but it was no, maybe funny. just not on the internet. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, that so. Is funny. So where do we leave off? We were doing the secret state, the white elephant. And then you were like, oh, I got one other. And then you were like, oh, okay, Hanukkah maybe cut foods. that. So, yeah. So Carl earlier said, you know, we saw each other over Hanukkah. And then he was like, oh, I mean, Thanksgiving. But it actually, to give you a little, a little Jewish knowledge, everybody who's not Jewish, um, in Judaism, we don't have a leap. Our, our leap year is not a, just one extra day. We get a whole extra month. And that now, actually, do you know why that is? I don't exactly, but explain it to me as soon as I finish this, because I just want... No, no, no. I think I should go first. <laughs> okay, you're more important than me. Do it. Yeah, obviously, because I'm going to be a doctor soon. So, Matt, take it away. Okay. So, instead of just getting one extra day, we get a full extra month, which results in Hanukkah, instead of falling near Christmas, you know, through December, through the winter, being right around Thanksgiving. A few years ago, actually almost a decade ago at this point is more than a few years, Hanukkah and Thanksgiving actually fell at the same time. And it won't happen again for like another hundred or however many years. So like we it was- We won't see it again, yeah. In, in our lifetime, we won't. But it was like the, the first time in however long and before however many more years that Hanukkah and Thanksgiving actually overlapped. And Carl, can you explain to us why we get a full extra month instead of a whole extra year, yeah, instead of just absolutely. an extra day? So like the, the calendar that we go off of, which is in, in mainstream society, which is based on the Romans, right, is a solar calendar. So it's based around the sun's rev or the, the Earth's revolution around the sun. And the, no, and no, the first one was right. The sun revolves around us. I don't know who you've been listening to. Uh, Socrates. Um, I, he probably actually thought the Earth revolved or the sun revolved around the Earth. But the Earth's revolution around the sun and how it takes a full year right it takes 365 days and they uh -huh. split that up into months uh -huh. 12 months but in judaism and islam we do a lunar year and so, and in china chinese yeah. calendar yeah but so, it's always weird to me because they're not the same lunar calendar they like like the chinese new year and the jewish new year are not on the same day even though they both follow lunar calendars well they started at different times i know it just it always makes me laugh i'm like well it's the lunar calendar but continue yeah, that was for me. Use, it's not about you. Use, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all know that it's your world and we're just living in it, Matt. At least we but, can talk about it openly. Yeah, I don't think we ever could. Um, so, well, so continue. So, so uh, uh, in a month, you know, the, the lunar calendar is based on the shape of the moon each month, right? So and it, is, it gets to like a full moon, right? It's, you know, whatever and then blah 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 and so on and it takes 28 days for that full that was cycle. so eloquent a full moon and then whatever and then blah 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 yeah you can Science. keep that in you don't need to cut that part <laughs> so right that takes 28 days for the full lunar cycle to go about and so each month is 28 days so it adds up to more time that we need to make up to keep the calendar regular now islam does not do anything to keep the calendar regular so actually their holidays fall at different times of the year all year round right. so it really sucks for them like when ramadan is in the middle of the summer yeah so right because it's longer days and they can only eat at night and drink so for us though we add a leap month so we add there's the month of adar and then in the jewish calendar when it's a leap year which is also every four years we add the month of adar two 
It was a very creative name. Clearly a lot of input from like the creative rabbis. But they did not have a copywriting department when this decision was made, huh? No, not at all. I'm pretty sure one guy was just like, I think it's just easiest for us to agree if we call it a dar too. It's honestly so, like it, for simplicity's sake, it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, in that year, there will be a second Adar. You don't have to have a whole new name for it. Yeah, I don't right. know. Seems a like, little lazy, but practical. Practical. We don't call the leap year anything different. It's just the 29th day of February. Yeah. Right. And if you're born on that day, you know, you only have a birthday every four years. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. There was actually, uh, interjection aviation gin did a really funny campaign with somebody whose birthday was on a, a leap year and she was like in her 80s or something but she had never had an actual like a technically legal drink because she hadn't had a 21st birthday so this woman in her 80s on her 21st official birthday february 29th oh, they went and they took her to like get her first legal drink it was a pretty funny campaign so that is very funny but yeah so in the jewish calendar right we make up those three days a month through just adding an extra month because it's all right. easiest. And all this to say that it is currently, as we're recording this, the last day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah started just a few days right. after Thanksgiving this year, the, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So Carl, I think, had something he wanted to talk about with Hanukkah. Yeah? Hanukkah yeah, foods? So Hanukkah is or... always fun. So I thought we'd start with every Jewish holiday, right? What's the basis of a Jewish holiday? Clearly not the religion, but the food. Yeah, it's somebody tried to kill us. They failed. Let's right? eat. Right. So exactly. who tried Same to kill us point. before Hanukkah? Tell who this time around. Well, I'm going to do a multiple choice question. Oh, I love it. Yeah, let's do it. The Syrians. Oh. The Greeks. Okay. The Macedonians. Oh. Or the Mesopotamians. Wow, wow. This is a tough one, Carl. I don't know. Well, the Macedonians, it couldn't be them because they're from Ohio. They're from Macedonia, Ohio. Everybody knows about the famous town. This is a joke, but there is a real place called Macedonia in Ohio. As, as there's a Worcester, Ohio, but it's spelled very differently. Than like Worcester, Massachusetts? No, well, the original Worcester is in the UK. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but the Worcester in Ohio is actually spelled the way Worcester is pronounced. It's not spelled. Yeah, it's not exactly. spelled Worcester. Right. That was the joke. That's why I said. I know. I know. But I'm okay. So I had to explain to somebody recently how to pronounce Worcestershire sauce because when you look at it written, this is a whole side tangent, so, whatever. But yeah. the word this the sauce written down looks like a nightmare to pronounce unless you know that Worcester it's, is pronounced Worcester and then yeah. it's Worcestershire Worcestershire so, sauce but it looks so terrible when I was studying abroad and playing lacrosse in the UK we were going to a game and it was scheduled for Worcester but I kept going where's Worcester what's Worcester and the guys are like Worcester please like tell me you were doing it on batter. purpose were you doing it on purpose no, I wish, oh I wish. this is like when people but say Greenwich instead of Greenwich Right, exactly. Yeah, Greenville. Um, so, it's a whole different. So place. all of these UK guys are doing like a horrible fake American accent, like Worcester, and they're like it's Worcester, and I was like, I don't know why I just did an uh, you know New York accent, but they're like, they're like it's Worcester. I don't know, fuck it. But then I'm like, that's fucked <laughs> I up. I love how I'm... quickly you just abandoned ship on these. It's been a day. 
and then I, where I was like, where I'm from, we spell it right. It's W O O S T E R. Wooster. Wooster. It's like the most Midwestern thing is to take the name of an English town and just spell it phonetically. Well, they do the same thing. First off, it's like a child couldn't pronounce rooster, and they kept saying wooster. They couldn't pronounce the Oz, and so they named it wooster instead of rooster. But they do the same thing in Indiana. Like, there's, like, all these yeah. biblical names, like Hebron, Indiana, H-E-B-R-O-N, instead of Hebron in, in like, Israel. Like all these towns right, right, that right. are, you know, the same. Anyway, back to your multiple-choice question. It was, what, the Syrians, the Greeks, the Macedonians, or the Mesopotamians? Well, okay, Mesopotamia, I, I no, it's not it's Mesopotamians. Were there even people? I know there was a place, Mesopotamia, but were there people called Mesopotamians? <laughs> Is that even a thing? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was the people from that area. We called them now Mesopotamians, but there were several different right. countries, city-states, yeah. Right. Okay, well, it wasn't that. But like, uh, but, like, you would say that, like, Abraham was a Mesopotamian because he was from Mesopotamia. Okay, interesting. Well, but then it definitely couldn't have been them because if Abraham, who was a Jew, right? Well, or, you, you had already ruled that out. So, I like, know, I'm, I'm just now, you. I'm working through the logic here. I'm trying to help our listeners, right, right, okay? Right. So now yeah. let's let's talk about another one. Well, let's... so it wouldn't be the Syrians because at that point it would have been the Assyrian Empire, right? No, uh, no, that, that was much earlier, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Earlier, though, it wouldn't have even been, it wouldn't be Syria. Like it was a whole different, right, like, the region right. was different. That's my the Assyrians point. tried to kill us, and I think they actually succeeded. Yeah. Um, well, they were point, one of so. multiple between what, like the Ottomans, the, the everybody at some point in that region has tried and failed. I would just say the world, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, this for Hanukkah was uh, the Greeks, and yes. it was about the destruction of the Second Temple, right? Well, yes, yes, actually, absolutely, you did it. Everybody, can we get a round of applause put in from our? Thank you, thank you. Everybody, this is filmed in front of a live studio audience. If you all look under your chairs, you get a free Toyota Odyssey. Oh, I love this. I almost said the Happy Honda Days event. What's the Toyota? Oh, Toyotathon. Yeah, but it is a Honda Odyssey, not a Toyota Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Happy Honda Days from us at Mornings with Morty. Um, Sponsored for, by Toyota. All right. So actually, if you buy a Toyota or a Honda, they're actually made in the U.S. on like American cars. All right. Sorry to get political. everything is um, fake. I know. All right. But so, you know, we're talking about Hanukkah, right? So we had all of this shit happen with Hanukkah. The Greeks came in. They, they tried to force the Jews to assimilate. And a lot of Jews did. But then some Jews didn't. And the Greeks were like, well, you, you kind of have to fucking assimilate or we'll kill you. So then the Jews led by uh uh matthias maccabee who was judah maccabee's father started a revolt and fled to the caves and then bing bam boom they fought him off they won bada boom bada bang they saved the temple turns out the temple was like sacked and had pigs in it which is not kosher the greeks did that on purpose and there were idols and all this shit and then like they destroyed all of the oil, so they had to light the menorah, but there was only one thing of oil left, and it would take eight days to make new oil. So were we celebrating Hanukkah as a holiday before this? Because if they had no, to light the menorah? Hanukkah's the, Hanukkah's the only holiday that does not happen to have any biblical reference. Like even Purim, right. which, which is not in the Old Testament, has its own scroll. 
Okay. Hanukkah does not. But so this was like the birth. So what was the menorah for before Hanukkah became a thing? Other things. So the menorah originally just had seven arms. Right. And a menorah so is different men- than a Hanukkah. Men- right, Technically, exactly. right? So Technically, what we light during Hanukkah is a Hanukkah, not a menorah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, technically. But so there's that. Right. And and so they this one little thing of oil that was supposed to last one day lasted eight days until we could get new oil. So it's not even a celebration of kicking out the Greeks and winning our own independence in our homeland. It, it's literally celebrating that the oil lasted. But it's like tied to the right no like no 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 why but how is it not because the whole point it's just context yeah but like everyone everyone now and i even had like a jewish person ask me this yesterday is like isn't hanukkah just like our response to like christmas and consumerism and all that and like it's a bullshit holiday and i'm like no man it's like fucking it's like the the maccabees like oh this is our fucking temple like so, no but like fuck the greeks we took our shit back. like everyone's so, like oh israel's so, like white colonizers and we're like no this is our shit it was colonized and we took it back from the greeks like that's so, badass so to think, me i think you raise a lot of points so like first of all i think hanukkah in response to christmas and just being at the same time of the year has been blown out of proportion for its religious significance i think that is a valued point that they they were trying to maybe make but didn't articulate well because, like, is Hanukkah actually an important holiday in Judaism? No. It is easily the least important holiday. From a is religious a fun- standpoint. From a religious standpoint. But wouldn't you say, like, culturally? Because every, like, like Jewish activist, that- influencer, whatever, like, seems to ascribe a lot of significance but- to Hanukkah these days. From, like, a Jewish pride standpoint. I, 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 think, I think it has become that in, in recent times. And that was something I wanted to talk about. But traditionally, Hanukkah, until Christmas became such a big deal, was not a big deal. Like, it was just a thing. Like, Hanukkah, you don't actually, like, no, you, traditionally, you're not actually supposed to do presents. Yeah. Like, that's just became a thing because Christmas. I know. No, 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 I'm not talking about, like, the presents. But, like, I've seen over the last couple of weeks as, you know, Hanukkah was approaching and as the, the days of Hanukkah have gone by, like, pictures from Yad Vashem, which is the, the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Israel. And they're posting like these striking images for, of pictures from Nazi-occupied Germany, Poland, whatever, where people have their menorah lit in a window because you're supposed to put it in a window to shine for people to see, where in the right. background, the building across the street has you know swastika flags hanging from it. And people were still like, hey, man, I'm going to light my menorah, even though you guys are like persecuting us. And, and I'm going to have that Jewish pride. Like, I know the presents weren't always associated with it, and but. I, I think there's a lot of symbolism for Hanukkah. Right. And maybe that's what you're getting at. Like, the, you know, yeah, the cultural Hanukkah and, has very little significance. Yeah. And I think there is a portion of it culturally that is tied to, like, Christmas that has made it significant. But I also think. In more modern times. You know, in more modern times. But every yeah. culture has their winter holiday that is a festival of lights right like like diwali christmas but diwali's been around for a long time hanukkah's been like kwanzaa for example i don't think existed until 1996 or something like i think it was created by the black panther movement i'm just saying all of these holidays in the winter signify hope because like the winter is dark the winter sucks there's no food in the winter right we need something to hope for 
Yeah. Right. We need to start getting ready for the spring and getting excited for it and realizing like we need a light at night. Can I tell you? Yeah. No, I'm not done. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And I think right now with I love when you do that to me. Shut the fuck up. You're interrupting me. I'm so hard right now. Um, I oh, think that this podcast should end. Yeah. That fucking no, got him no, to shut no, up. Shut the fuck up. I'm still going. Go jerk your erection. All right. Oh, God. Oh. You yeah, had to, like, say soft. that, yeah. like. Now, now you're soft. That's what the goal was. All I'm right. not only but, soft. I'm, like, inverted now. Can you let me finish my fucking point? I was trying, and then you made it so weird. Oh. You won't let me finish. I was sitting here trying to finish, and now you, you ruined it for me. Oh my god, Keep your mother talking. listens to this podcast. Yeah, well, maybe she won't anymore. All right, but I think, you know, right now, like, I, I think that this is a very hard time for for. Now you said hard people. again. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to make an intellectual point, and you're sitting over here going, <laughs> if you guys can't tell, I'm, like, making a jerking motion and, like, weird faces. Um, but uh, I think so it's right a hard now, time. We're leaving what would have been considered, what could be later considered a golden era for American Jewry, where it was very safe to be secularized and integrated. And we had a time where we actually stopped having our own hospitals and our own school systems and like could be in mainstream society. And I feel like actually in the past year, we have been hit fucking hard with anti-Semitism. We have to start moving back into our own communities again. And I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, but like, I think it's the thing that I feel is important for me is like to mostly associate with Jewish people right now for uh, safety purposes, like not feeling, you know, being able to talk about things and, and be comfortable with others because there's just so much vehement anti-Semitism that is just lurking under the surface and not always under the surface. I was going to say, I don't even think it's lurking anymore. I think it, it's just fucking out there. And it's become like the prevailing and popular point of view. Especially and, like, I know you're not as active on social media as I am, but there is literally like, like it's effectively like digital pogroms happening where like Jewish uh, personalities online are literally being targeted and fucking harassed. And like celebrities like Billie Eilish literally just posted she she booked a show that she's doing i think in tel aviv somewhere in israel probably tel aviv yeah and just posted on instagram hi israel so even just acknowledging that israel exists she didn't say like i'm pro-israel i'm i'm anti-palestine i'm whatever didn't give an opinion just said hi israel she booked a concert and got like hit hard in the comments with people harassing her saying like she's supporting apartheid and colonization and oppression and this and that and like free palestine and whatever 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 you can't even like go to Israel, talk about Israel, mention the word Israel without being like verbally attacked. Or in some cases, like like uh, we could go in Oxford on Oxford Street in London, like physically attacked. There was a bus full of Jewish teenagers who like they didn't do anything, they didn't say anything. People just walked up and they were visibly Jewish and like their garb, their hat. They had to pay us, you know, the, the sideburns for people who don't know, like the long curly sideburns. They, and these they, people they were dressed as as they were dressed the as community. jews yeah right they, they, they're wearing jewish dress and these people ran up to the bus started punching it throwing hitler salutes spitting at the bus and like trying to physically assault the kids just for being visibly jewish and then like the bbc reports it and they're like alleged anti-semitic attack there's nothing alleged about that when they, oh, they're, they're visibly yeah, fuck, the, fuck the bbc i mean bbc is horribly the media coverage of these things is is ridiculous so yeah my point is like it 
online, especially, it's not even like a, a an under the surface thing. It's very public from all sides. People, you know, the left likes to talk about, oh, well, right wing white supremacists, they're anti-Semites. And like, fine, that there may be truth to that, but we know they're anti-Semites because they wear swastikas and shit, and we can see that. And then the left doesn't want to acknowledge their own anti-Semitism, where they're they're like talking about things and like, oh, well, it's social justice, so it's okay, and this and that, and they don't want to understand how they're quote, social justice movements can also turn in a bad direction and then negatively affect other people. It's very, all... I mean, luck, luckily we have people right now, like Richie Torres is a huge advocate for against anti-Semitism. And there are a lot of people that are trying to do that. I think more is being shown in the light, but it is so part of the far left as it is part of the far right right now. It is very hard as someone who's Jewish to want to be like, find a way to be a part of being inclusive and feeling safe to be Jewish. Yeah. I don't know if that's then. So for me, but I think right now we can see a lot of what was happening in Hanukkah, right? In the beginning of Hanukkah, right? There were the good Jews who were secularized and the bad Jews yeah. who were, you know, proud of their Jewish identity. And I think we're seeing that right now in society yeah. where you can be a good Jew, where you could be someone who, who is anti-Semitic and, you know, like, I think we got to move away from the term self-loathing Jew because I, I think people now are embracing it a little too much and like trying to say like, oh, you're just going to be an asshole to me because you think I'm a self-loathing Jew. But, you know, they're being the good Jews. Yeah, for, it's like I'm the, the tokenization. Quotes. Yeah, the right. quote, quote, good Jews by society. Like, you're accepted into these circles because it, it's like the intersectionality of you can add up all these things that make you more oppressed than somebody else. And there's not a space for the, the Zionist, you know, people in those spaces, because suddenly people have, have conflated Zionism with oppression because they don't understand it. And they've, con they've created their own definition of it. They've, they, right. They've not allowed those who are actually Zionists to, to share what yeah. Zionism means. It's like if a, if a white person sat and tried to explain to a black person, you know, their experience with racism that happens to Jews all the time where we just get gaslit and they're like, well, if you're a Jew who like denounces Israel and this and that, then you're a quote, good Jew and you're welcome in our circles. And if you're not, not only will we not listen to you, we won't even allow you in our space and we'll force you out if we find you to be a Zionist or whatever, which they can't see the irony in that. That's they, 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 this is from the left where they like to call everyone on the right. Well, a I Nazi think it's, call. From, it's from the far left, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. Like they like to call everyone they disagree with a Nazi and they cannot see. They're so blinded by that. The irony of that is a very Nazi thing to do. Oh, you're a fucking Jew. Now I'm going to push you out of this space like that is. And I, I hate everyone making the Nazi comparisons, the Holocaust comparisons with like the vaccine and this and that. Because nothing right. is the Holocaust except the Holocaust. And the people right. who make... As, as nothing is, you know, apartheid. Or slavery and apartheid. Or and Slavery yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Except for that what it is. And everything is its own. And it can be horrible in its own way. But, like, it's not fair to compare that to something else. But most of the people who make that comparison fit into the, what is it, two-thirds of millennials and, and maybe the higher number of Gen Zs who don't know that six million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. You don't know the truth right. of the actual numbers and, like, what happened or think the Holocaust is either or, overblown or, or made up entirely. What, 
what happened to the Mizrahi Jews in the Middle East. During People don't even talk about well. the Mizrahi Jews. It's actually no, insane. No. Yeah. No one acknowledges or, the or recognizes. Jews, right. In yeah. Spain from the Spanish Inquisition. Right. Like, yeah. And like, I mean, there's still people today who are, who, you know, live in Spain and, and South America and Central America who light candles on Friday nights in their basements in secret and yeah. don't understand their families were probably Jewish. I actually was not as aware of like Mizrahi Jewish history until this year when I started following a lot of people on social media and like reading a lot more about it. And Mizrahi Jews, to summarize it for the people listening who don't know, they're all the Jews from from the Arab countries. So like if you were an uh, I guess Iranian Jew would be Persian, but you know from no, Iraq, still be Mizrahi, or, they yeah. would still be Mizrahi. And, I think so. And the all these countries in the Middle East that actively expelled jews and those expelled jews had them and for, for persecuted years, them. treated them as second class wage, citizens. yeah yeah the all the things that everyone's like oh this is what israel does to palestinians and like what it may be conflated or actually overblown if you read all of the news that's what actually happened to all the jews in those middle eastern countries who were then expelled and had and, to go to and, israel right, or came at the to same america time as as the nakba for for palestinians right like all, like the, an equal number of jews were also expelled from the middle east for just being Jewish. Yeah. And the number one selling book in the Middle East is Mein Kampf. Yeah. It's like there's it, it you know, it there it's it's not so easy as to just say one side's wrong. And I think, you know, like we're the best way to look at it is how we can all do better. And it just feels like that isn't happening in the world today. No. And it becomes a very hard space as a Jew to say, like, just hear that, you know even as an American Jew who's not an Israeli or whatever, but be like, you're Jewish, Israel, fuck you. Yep. Um, to, to, as well to, as just you're Jewish, fuck you. Yeah. To like, be... He doesn't even need Israel. To be a Jew and to, to be a Zionist and have those conversations, you have to almost start out by saying, I think, you know, I don't agree with everything Israel does, now will you listen to what I have to say about the other things versus if you're coming from the other side and you just are outright like fuck Israel, then you get all this support and outpouring and they're like, yes, like let's talk about Palestine and why Israel is all bad. But, but if you're coming, yeah. But even to be a Jew and not want to talk about Israel and just be a Jew, you don't have a choice. Right. You, we get forced into the conversation. I can't tell you how many times I've had other people force me into the conversation, like when they find out I'm Jewish, of talking about Israel, Palestine, and and then to be able to be a Jew and to have that conversation, you you cannot. They won't. People won't even listen to you unless you're like, yes, here are my criticisms of Israel, and also like you cannot be just pro-Israel. I don't even like. You, I'm you, having you trouble. You can't with be pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian at the same time in in people's eyes. Yes, like, people won't like, let you they don't understand the nuance or they're unwilling to, to acknowledge the nuance of being able to support both sides. And the only, if you're only going to support one, it has to be the Palestinian side or you're like a bad person in their eyes. And, and to be honest, like there's no reason to just support one side, right? Like, you know, both people are suffering under w this conflict. And the only way to end it is for, for both sides to work together. And it's, you know, it's, and, and, and want the best. I don't know. There's a really good person that I like, and I think Matt knows him called Rudy Rachman. We're going to try to get him on. I doubt it, but we should try. We, we can. He was an AAPI, so he's, he's my fraternity brother. But yeah, I right. think he does a Maybe really good job try. of like but, educating you know, people on both sides. And, and Right. And he talks a lot about the only way for us to 
accept this all and move forward is to understand that we've both harmed each other and that the only way for us to achieve our goals together is to is to understand each other's goals and find a way for us to achieve them as one and that yeah. it doesn't need to come at the cost of the other people have so, a hard time yeah carl but, let's let's do the i think this is an appropriate time for the well, i have word actually of the week. i think I think as we're talking about Nazis, I actually have a very good commercial, our sponsors. Oh, interesting. Let's hear it. So are we sponsored by Nazis? Sometimes. (laughs) But this is news to me. I don't know. You're the one with the blurred background, Matt. Um, Yeah, but you can still see the little swastika behind me. Absolutely. I mean, on you. Um, He he went shopping earlier, guys. Uh, yeah, Banana Republic <laughs> on sale right now. It's a hand-woven Italian merino wool swastika flag. Uh, from Alabama. Uh, All right. On sale for 1836. The irony. Continue. So, you know, this episode's brought to you by a new sponsor. Do you ever feel as though your personal favorite politician doesn't have a strong enough armed force to help ensure their policies and protect the people that follow them. Do you ever wish that your state had a armed force that had nothing to do with the rest of the government? If so, Ron DeSantis is the guy for you in Florida right now. He's pushing to have his own personal military for the governor of Florida. And if you move there and vote for him and show your support and make a donation today, of 1836 you can be part of that militia and get your own semi-automatic rifle the first people to act get one so act now act fast for your donation of 1836 so that's fascinating the first time you said it i thought you were saying florida governor ronda santez no ron and then i yeah well when you said it it was like ron DeSantis, and i was like who's ronda Ronda Rousey is the governor of Florida. She'd be fucking great. I no wouldn't be surprised would with her. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if she also wanted her own armed militia. Is Ron DeSantis recruiting people from January sixth Capitol riots for this militia? Almost exclusively. Interesting. Interesting. But but that never happened in Florida. I think we also have to acknowledge that that <laughs> that never happened there. I don't think COVID ever happened in Florida. I'm going to Florida in a few weeks. I'm also going to Scottsdale Actually, next week. I don't think COVID you know exists there either. The numbers are super low in the South because we had our big Delta wave this, this fall and this summer. Coming spring 2022, the Omicron variant. Oh, my God. Did you actually hear the Omicron variant has merged with the common cold? That's so hot. Oh, baby. But all right, so let's do our Yiddish word of the week because I have to go pick up my fancy new jeans. Oh my god! Well, tell oh, us so about. The, yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's the first time I've ever bought good jeans. I spent like six hundred dollars. It was I've never spent that much money in my life. I bought four pairs of jeans or three pairs, three pairs. Wow! But I also what? had I returned some some gifts. I had like one hundred fifty dollars from that. I got a, I had to get them hemmed on the leg because I have really short legs. I'm like a six foot guy, but I'm like a 30 length on legs. It mm. makes no sense. He also had a hundred dollars because he won a bet with me over when my sister-in-law would be pregnant. And guys, um, 
I'm allowed to tell people now my sister-in-law is pregnant and I can't wait. I'm gonna I think be there's uncle. only 12 listeners. Yeah. We well, could have said it earlier. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I was yeah, keeping a little it's, secret. It's marvelous. You know, Matt's brother is going to be a father. Matt's going to be a junkle. That's a Jewish uncle. Oh, you know what I was thinking about? Like telling your parents that your wife is pregnant is like the only time in your life that you can like indirectly tell your parents you've had sex and they'll be excited for you. Unless you have a very weird relationship where, where like you just hitting up your parents every time you get laid or something like telling them that you're pregnant is the only time they'll be like, congratulations on the sex that nobody wants to think about. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, like you could talk about like, if you're having difficulty getting pregnant, you could talk about that too. Yeah, but that's not like a congratulatory, like. Right, you're not like congratulations. You've been trying for three years. That's that's a, that's an uncomfortable like. That's a whole different conversation. I'm saying like this is the only way that you can tell them, and they'll like be super excited and congratulate you know, and it wouldn't be weird. No, I'm like, trying to think of another reason. Please, please, if you're like sitting there frequently discussing your sex life with your parents, tell me, and let's maybe get you to see somebody. No, let's get you on the podcast. I'm saying to you directly, because you were thinking of a reason. Oh, no, I'm no, telling no, no. you. I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, I'm going to do the Yish word of the week, which I was trying to do before. The word is uh, tachlis. I'm sorry, what's the word? I literally said it before because of the delay. You're bad at interrupting me. Oh, it came out at the same time for me. So I was good on my end. All right, so it's what's the Yiddish word, Matthew? Oh, God. Tachlis. T-A-C-H-L-I-S or T-A-K-H-L-E-S. And what does it mean? Oh, well, there are two two definitions, okay? So oh, we God, could, that's too many for me. My stomach, oh, God. So it could be like an achievement, that which amounts to something or establishes oneself. If only that man would arrive at a little tachlis. What tachlis will that produce? Like, what are you going to achieve out of it? Or it's like getting to the point, the heart, uh, the substance of the matter, like let's talk talkless. Like let's get down to brass tacks. Like what's the talkless? Like what's the what's the point? What are the what's the what are the practical aspects? So earlier we were going around and around in circles talking about something, and I was going to say what's let's let's talk talkless. Like let's get to the point. Like come on, let's get there. So that's you know, the Yiddish word of the week. Lots of talkless, lots of like lots of latkes. All right, oh. it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Everybody, I gotta say, you know, we we you know we talked a lot, but I hope that there was a talkless to what we were saying. Yeah, especially because like we had some other stuff planned, we don't have time for it. But as I think we was no. a good episode either way. You know, we could get it. Yeah, I mean, I think we changed a lot of people's lives today, Matt. I think you know we you really changed do... my life every time we talk. Well, we do our listeners a disservice by not having more episodes because I really feel that they come to rely on us and. Like, I want you guys to know that we're here for you. And, like, we're going to start coming up with a daily episode for you. No, nope, it's really going to be gonna... the daily mort. Now, don't lie to them because we're not going to do a daily episode. And I know every time you tune in, this brings a smile to your face and this changes your life. You are thinking horrible thoughts before this, and then afterwards, you're happy and it gets you through to the next episode. And that's all we're trying to do is matt's texting but we're just trying to make your life worth it and that if this you know if we can do that with this podcast and i'm assuming matt's going to cut this whole thing 
Like then Am it's I not? then it's worth it. It's worth it. Guys, this is I don't know how many more if we're gonna be able to record any before the end of the year, but we're we're coming up a full year of mornings with Morty. That's pretty exciting. I know we didn't get out an episode every week, but like this is episode twenty-four. I mean, if we get one or every two more, week. yeah, if we get one or two more, that'll be you know half a half a year's worth of episodes. One 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 yeah. every other week. And and we're gonna really try to get you guys a live episode in front of a studio audience. I actually I mean, would love to do that, but yeah, I would too. Not I think physically hilarious. together. And and I think you know we're gonna try to get some more guests coming up soon. Some more people. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all of our number one listeners out there. You know who you are. Yeah, we we had seven people who on their Spotify Wrapped had us as their most listened to podcast, which is amazing and kind of embarrassing for that. And if you you want to send us a recording of yourself saying we love you guys, we'll we'll put it on the podcast. And ne- maybe next time we'll read out all your names so you can feel special and important, which you are, because we love you. Keep listening. Yeah, and guys, also we yes. we're the number one podcast in the Netherlands. <laughs> We yeah, the Netherlands and France are our biggest listings outside of the United States. Seriously though, guys, fully gear, it, we're wrapping up. Super exciting. Please, if you've listened, if you've enjoyed, share this with somebody. We know people need new podcasts for 2022. We're trying to grow this. 2022 is all about growth, not your personal or professional growth, but you helping us grow as a cult. We rely on you. And we want more listeners. We hope you're enjoying. We, we need some people. You know, we want the engagement. We'd love to have the interactions with our fans. Tell your mom, your dad, we, your grandma, your cousin, right. your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your sister, so, like anybody. Follow us on Instagram at The Daily Mort. Follow us. You can email us, uh, thedailymort at gmail.com. Oh. Yeah, and if you want, send us like emails. We'll solve your life problems. We were doing that at the beginning. People stopped sending them in. Send them back in. We'll solve your shit, guys. Yeah. We Matt, need- Matt is a nosy Jewish man, and I am an amateur psychologist. Yeah. Send shit in. All right, guys. Daily Mort on Instagram, the Daily Mort at gmail.com. Daily Mort on Instagram, the Daily Mort at gmail.com. The Daily Mort on Instagram, the Daily Mort at gmail.com. And, and the Daily Mort on Pinterest. Carl's favorite platform, Pinterest. We'll hopefully see you guys again before the end of the year.